I might be kind of dating myself here, but there was a popular video game about 10 years ago called Guitar Hero, where you have the controller and it looks like a guitar and there's buttons on it. And you kind of try to play on, this, on the TV screen. You could play like 80s rock songs, basically, is what it was. And, uh, and a friend and I really enjoyed that game when it came out, so uh, we, we kind of ended up binging on it for a few days, just played it all day for a few days during uh, the warm summer weeks. And, uh, and we thought we were pretty good after a while. Felt pretty good about ourselves. About day three or four, my, my brother, Edward, uh, came in, wandered out of his room and joined us for a little bit. Now, my brother is a great musician. He's actually excellent musician. He's kind of pushing the limits of what a guitar can do in many ways. Um, so even back then, 10 years ago, he was, he was very good. And uh, so he thought he would give this game a shot. And uh, so he, he used the first round to kind of get the hang of the controls and get, the, get to know what it looks like. And then, and then he turned the game to the most difficult setting and beat it easily. Uh, and then kind of stood up and shrugged his shoulders and with a kind of dull look on his face and wandered back into his room to play his actual guitar. Uh, and my buddy and I kind of just looked at each other in amazement with a kind of a look of mutual understanding and then we just turned the game off and went outside probably to play basketball or something. But I, I think my brother in that moment revealed something very profound to us uh, that, I, that we were imagining by playing this video game that we were doing something real like learning a, 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 mu a musical instrument or, or producing music in some way. And my, my brother, who actually was doing those things, um, kind of ripped back that facade for us. That because he's an actual musician, uh, this game was kind of a joke for him. And he also didn't find it fun or interesting because he had the real thing. Uh, so my friend and I were good at this game within a couple of days, but it would have plateaued and been boring pretty quick. Um, but as many of you know who play real instruments, uh, whether it's guitar or piano or violin, it's kind of a lifelong endeavor. I mean, it takes hundreds of hours before you can actually begin to take enjoyment in the instrument that you play, and thousands of hours before anyone else can take enjoyment in the instruments that we play, unless it's a loving parent who takes enjoyment for a totally different reason than the actual sound that you're producing. Uh, so what does this, any of this have to do with the gospel today? Uh, I'm not just shamelessly promoting my brother's musical skill. I think the realization that my friend and I had when we watched a real musician at work is a great analogy for the, for the realization that all of us must have as Christians if we're ever going to be happy living as a Christian, living the Christian life. Uh, so if my, bro if my buddy and I had continued to believe that a fake guitar video game could provide the satisfaction that actually making music provides, um, then we would have kept pursuing this, this video game and kept playing it and putting all this effort into it. But no matter what we did, no matter how much effort we put into this, we would have been no closer to actually making music. Because that's just not something that, that a video game can do. Uh, now our gospel today confronts us with a similar question on a spiritual plane. And that's, do we actually believe that the Christian life will make us happy? That living as a Christian will make us happy? More precisely, do we believe that it can give us a happiness that nothing else in the world can give? 
that no other life can give us. Because if we do believe this, then it has consequences for our life. Very serious consequences. Uh, I think we need to look at the gospel today for guidance here. So Jesus gives us the parable of the landowner and his vineyard. Um, usually, I, I, I've, my, for most of my life, I looked at this kind of from a worldly perspective. And, uh, and I just kind of thought this landowner was either kind of a socialist or he was just a bad businessman. You're not going to get a whole lot of people to work a whole day if you're going to pay them as much for working an hour as you pay them for a day's labor. But we have to look at it from a spiritual perspective to actually understand what Jesus is getting at here, like the point of the, of the parable. So there are laborers who begin in the morning and work all day. They bear the heat and the burden of the day. But the master of the vineyard knows there's too much work for just those few workers that he has all day. So he goes out five times over the course of the day to recruit more workers. There's more work to be done in the vineyard. He needs more workers. And even one hour before the evening, he goes out again and finds those who have been standing around all day doing nothing. And he brings them in, invites them into work. Uh, and, and then when he pays them the same as everybody else, the ones who have worked all day justly say, why do they get paid the same amount that we do? Why do they get the same reward when they didn't even work all day long? They got to live this easy life, in a sense. Um, but they still get the reward. And so the interpretation for our spiritual life here, um, the master of the vineyard is obviously Christ. And the laborers are his disciples. They're us, all of us. And so laboring in the vineyard is living the Christian life. It's being Christ's disciple. But isn't it true that we often find ourselves jealous of those outside the vineyard? Jealous because those who aren't Christ's disciples have, have so much lower standards. Um, they kind of get to decide their own truth in many ways. They, they can live a life of pleasure and not feel guilty about it. Um, in the words of the psalmist, uh, I love this psalm. They have no struggles. Their bodies are sleek and strong, free from the common burdens of man, not plagued by ills. Yet, yet we also see on so many occasions that, that this isn't true for their whole life, um, that, that those who live maybe, I guess, a worldly life, you could say, uh, come in at the 11th hour. Uh, they have, in a sense, a deathbed conversion and an authentic one, and they come to know Christ right at the end of their life. And if we're honest, and this is really hard often for us to come to terms with, we find, we find joy in that, but we find mingled with that joy a certain envy because we didn't get to enjoy those worldly pleasures. So why would we be jealous of this? Because the Christian life is difficult. We're called to fast and do penance. We're called to live simply, uh, not to enjoy everything that we can possibly enjoy. Um, to evangelize those around us, which can be awkward and confrontational at times. We're called to put the poor before ourselves, to put the poor in the highest place of honor. Um, and all the while, we're called to live a moral life that is so difficult that some would say it's impossible. Um, yet, Jesus tells us that it is precisely this life, this difficult life, that is going to bring us real joy, a joy that the world can't bring. Um, so, Yes, we are promised eternal life. That's the reward at the end of the day. But Jesus promises us joy now, 100-fold, what the world can provide. So falling in love with Jesus means giving our whole lives to him in a very real way. It means working in his vineyard. Um, but if we're honest, we're just not convinced that this is true. 
Um, if we were convinced this was true, we would all be saints. So we're, all, we're holding something back. Um, for many of us, we do a lot of Christian things, but the, but the source of our joy is somewhere else. Um, in, in many of the good things of the world, but it's not, the source isn't in Christ. Um, the great Pope and Church Father, St. Gregory the Great, reminds us that uh, we're, we're to examine our lives constantly, uh, always be examining our lives. And if our life's goal is anything other than Christ's mission, then we're not even in the vineyard. We are outside the vineyard. We're not even working. Um, if we find ourselves living for our own gain, um, then we haven't begun our work for Christ. We're kind of wandering around outside the vineyard looking for work that's going to bring us the joy that only Christ's work can bring us. Um, we just go about our day pursuing any of those worldly ends, pleasure, power, uh, play, uh, any, anything that we, that we find in the midst of our lives, and we, and we expect it to give us a joy that only Christ can bring. So today, uh, we, we do an examine of our, of our lives. Do you actually believe that Christ offers you something that the world cannot? And if you do, thank God, because you have the gift of faith. You have faith in Christ. But then look again at all of the different things that are keeping you from giving your whole life over to Christ. What do you think you're going to lose uh, if you turn your whole life over to him? That's, that's always my worry, that, that if I give myself completely to living his gospel, that he's going to take all those other things that I find joy in away from me. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you a quote from Archbishop Charles Shapu. He was He's in Philadelphia now. He was in Denver when I was at the seminary there. And he told us, following Christ at a safe distance is neither safe nor is it following Christ. I can say that one more time. Following Christ at a safe distance is neither safe nor is it following Christ. So we can't follow him at a safe distance. That's just not how Christianity works. And if we've really experienced Christian joy, we would be like my brother, like the true musician who, when confronted with the kind of fleeting joy of a video game, uh, just walks away unimpressed. Um, because laboring in God's vineyard is the only thing that can bring true happiness in this world. Um, but it's not, as we know, it's not a fleeting, easy-to-achieve joy, uh, as the world offers in so many ways. It's that difficult, hard-fought happiness that is always required for something real, uh, for something that matters. The Christian life is difficult, it's hard work. Uh, but if we dive in, then it will be our joy to bear the day's burden with our Lord. Amen.